The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Ed Egros, and Aaron Hawksworth, from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now is Vaughn Dalzell, sports betting analyst from NBC Sports, here to talk a little hoops. Vaughn, thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. And thank you so much for wearing a Simpsons hoodie. Greatly appreciate that. You are a man of great taste. We know this. So let's talk about the NBA play-in tournament here. And it is amazing to me that the Boston Celtics have not clinched a spot for the knockout stage. In fact, they need some help, even if they do knock off the Bulls tonight. But is 20 to 1 to win the whole tournament a good bet since if they do get into the knockout stage, they might be the strongest team there? Yeah, I mean, they definitely are the strongest. And they're going to have no problem with my Bulls tonight. That's that's something that I'm going to be targeting tonight, actually, because uh, probably my best bet for the NBA is going to be the Bulls team total under 102.5 against the Celtics tonight. Boston, obviously, like you said, one of the best teams in this field. They're one of the best teams in the NBA. And I like, I love the defense. And the additions that they've made this offseason have been so significant that, you know, the front, the, the starting five, the top seven, arguably the best in the NBA overall. And for the Bulls right now, I mean, they're just in a sell mode. They've lost seven of their eight last eight games. So I don't think they have a problem. They, they should cover this spread. And right now the Bulls are looking towards the future. I know DeRose and Levine, they've been having great games lately, you know, 25, 27, 36 but, uh, yeah, I just feel like this is a spot where they just draw dead. So uh, I wouldn't hate the Celtics 20 to 1, but I do love taking a Bulls team total under tonight. Uh, just big picture wise, one of the hottest teams in the NBA. I can't believe we're saying this. The Orlando Magic. It's a seven game winning streak, and, and there's a win. You can't just say schedule based. I mean, they beat Denver, they beat Boston back to back games. Is this, is any of this real? Is there, is there something we can do with this? You know, last year, uh, the well capper on Bet the Edge, Drew Disnick, was saying Orlando was worth a bet in the division to win it all, worth a bet to make the uh, make the postseason. They were like 60, 80 to one. 
And, you know, I told him, you know, maybe in a year or two, we could start talking about the Magic being like that. But, yeah, we're starting to see them come around now. And they're deep. But I really like Ben Caro. You know, he started out the season really slow, but he started to pick it up. The one thing with me is Orlando's just been kind of an injury-riddled team over the past few seasons. And we still have injury problems so far this year. So any team that deals with that and they're so youthful, I think uh, it's definitely a team I'm going to be looking to fade probably later on this season when games start to be crucial. But it's certainly exciting to play now. I mean, teams like the Magic and Thunder have come up out of nowhere the past last year, last two years. And uh, it's exciting product for the NBA, too, with guys like Ben Caro on the team. Man, I've got to ask you about this game last night because it's kind of a big story today. No Jokic, no Jamal Murray, no Aaron Gordon, and this spread got to Clippers minus 11, and the Nuggets still beat them by almost double digits. What in the world is wrong with this Clippers team? That is the angle in the NBA, Aaron, though. I mean, if we've been in the NBA long enough, we know not to take the team that has mm-hmm. all the advantages when there's rest rolled out for a bunch of players. And especially when it spreads, I believe it was, you know, five or six at one point, then it went out to 12. So, I mean, that's a lot of movement uh, to be taking a favorite for sure. And, I mean, it's obviously looks like a smackdown spot. But the Clippers are just a team that I've loved to hate the past two seasons and say stop the NBA Finals talk, stop the Western Conference, uh, you know, sprinkled talk. This team is not built to win I don't think Kawhi and Paul George ever meshed the correct way. They didn't play enough to have that chemistry, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. But you also just have a bench that's not very deep outside of a few guys. You know, they, they rotated guys like Norman Powell or Terrence Mann the past few years. And uh, Zubox has been your center. You need more than that for the Clippers. And Westbrook and James Harden really aren't going to change that. This isn't the Westbrook and James Harden from 2012 or 2013. This is 2023. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just think the Clippers' whole makeup Well, let's let's stick in uh, Los Angeles, shall we? Uh, what are the Lakers going to do, uh, if anything, like short term, long term? Because LeBron James suffers uh, the most lopsided loss of his career, and certainly when LeBron James is saying disparaging things, then typically the Lakers front office responds. And yes, the Lakers are in the knockout stage of the in season tournament. Maybe there are some ways to bet on them because maybe they're gaining some value because of these criticisms, or is it something where the Lakers are going to have an early uh, exit uh, once we get? Get to that point and maybe they are going to do some things to retool say at the trade deadline stuff like that to where the lakers can be in a good buy spot yeah i mean i loved what they did this offseason i thought you know watching the opening game for them i was just thinking lakers are so deep like this team this is we should talk about the lakers not the clippers we're talking about futures mm-hmm. and current but the lakers in my opinion they needed three-point shooting you know they got gabe vincent they got cam reddish uh, Tareem Prince is a great guy that could play some defense and stretch the floor a little bit. Rui stepped up. Christian Wood was an addition. And you start seeing all these guys now get injured to some degree. So it's like everybody that was making a difference for the Lakers has been out for a few games. I don't. I think that may be a reason why. We've still seen Austin Reeves step up. Delos had some great games. We like to make jokes here at NBC talking about how he said he wants to be like Derek Wright. But he's actually been playing pretty well in a few games lately that I've watched. So, I mean, I like the Lakers long term. I think they – could make a deal. I don't think they will need to make a deal. I think they just need to get healthy. I think that's the most important thing for Los Angeles right now. And, you know, I kind of regretted not taking the Sixers first half team total over 60 yesterday, took the night off. Uh, It was at 60 and a half and they cruised out to the Lakers. Like you said, most lopsided loss for LeBron, but uh, Lakers got Detroit up next. 
uh, on the road. So great spot for the Lakers against Detroit on Wednesday tomorrow. So I'll be looking at the Lakers in that game. Uh, Vaughn, you touched on uh, your Chicago team total play. What? Uh, just run it down for us for tonight with the eight games. What do you like? Yeah, in addition to that game, I wouldn't talk you off the first half, too, because, you know, I'm a man that likes to get in and get out in the NBA sometimes because the last two, three minutes of basketball <laughs> can be too stressful watching teams <laughs> chuck up meaningless shots. But uh, another full-game team total I like is uh, the Charlotte Hornets. They're on the road at the New York Knicks. They just lost the Magic, who we were talking about on Sunday, but they're one of four and a half. I think that's a little too high against a Knicks team that can play defense, can slow the game down. And when they're winning, I don't think they're going to try and blow out the Hornets, put up 130, 140-plus points. But we just saw LaMelo Ball go down. Terry Rozier and Miles Bridges are back. They're trying to work in that chemistry with this team. Some young guys like Brandon Miller as well, who, you know, is finding some inconsistency at times. So uh, I think the Hornets are a good bet to go under their team total, 104.5 tonight, in addition to the Bulls at 102.5. I know we want to get to college hoops, college football, and ask you about your Steelers, but are there any other NBA futures or bets that we haven't touched on first before we pivot? Uh, the only thing I'd say, the only future I actually have bet so far is Emmanuel Quickly uh, for sixth man of the year. Don't know if you guys are fans of him on the show at all, but I think last year, you know, arguably could have won. I had Brogdon, so I wasn't hating on it at all, but I think this is Quickly's award that he should and could win this year. So I'm rocking with IQ in that market. Good stuff. How about we move on now to college basketball? Uh, Big game of the day, Miami and Kentucky. Cats, seven and a point favorites on BetMGM with a total of 164 and a half. What do you like here? Yeah, and I think the 164 and a half is pretty warranted. You're talking about top 25 offensive efficiency, three-point shooting, field goal percentage, tempo, all that stuff. And they're two good free-throw shooting teams, which goes a long way in college basketball, especially when we're joking about the final three, four minutes of a basketball game. But uh, Miami plus seven was a look of mine, but I think the team total over 78 and a half would be the angle if you're back in the Hurricanes here. They've been scoring around the 78 to 85 mark all season. Both these teams play pretty identical paces on offense and defensively. They're nothing to brag about. But what I like about Miami is even though they haven't been, you know, impressive wins like they had last season, the games against FIU, Georgia, Kansas State, they were competitive in all those games and they've knocked down shots and made runs when they had to. And Kentucky, they have a big man who I'm really familiar with. That's Trey Mitchell. He's in his fifth school in six seasons. He started off with UMass mm. and he's been about everywhere uh, since then. But he's a guy defensively. I'm not really scared of him. I think Miami can get to the rim and uh, score on Kentucky. Even though it's at Kentucky, which scares me on the spread, I would target the Miami team total over here. But I think Kentucky, if they get down, they're a good bet to win this game outright in a live bet situation. All right, what about over in football? Championship Saturday. Uh, what, what do you like? Some people out there surprised by some of the point spreads that we're seeing. The point spreads? The only bet you got to make is a team total under in Iowa. I mean – is this team uh, score a score point? Go around the What line. is it? How many points what is it? score? Six and, What's six the team and a half. total? Go around. Six and a half. Six and uh, a half. Yikes. I mean, yeah, probably. They're probably getting shut out or three. Yeah, maybe a mm-hmm. meaningless field goal yes, at the end. If they're lucky, because J.J. McCarthy tries to be flashy and throws an interception. Right. Uh, but That's Deacon Hill has no chance. I've seen the Wolverines twice now in person. This defense is so legit. I mean, it's comparable to the mm-hmm. Georgia defenses of the past two seasons. And they're so deep. I mean, they've played a couple times this year. They played 73 out of 74 players on the roster uh, because they have such advantages. And on defense, I mean, the D-line, I'm in love with this team. So, 
Yeah, Iowa team total under six and a half is a great bet, in my opinion. Two other bets I've been looking at, uh, Georgia team total over 30 and a half. When I looked at the SEC championship from a historical standpoint, uh, 17 of the last 90 – or 19, excuse me. <laughs> Let me say that again. 17 of the last 19 SEC championships have featured the winning school scoring 30 or more points. I think Georgia does let everybody know uh, that they are the best team in the country, if not the second best to the Wolverines. But uh, Alabama's on their last resort. I think both these teams pull out all the best bets, all their, are the best um, trick plays to try and get this dub. So I like Georgia's team total over. Wouldn't talk you off the spread. And uh, the Oregon Ducks first half, minus four and a half. Okay. I think this has been the game we've all been waiting for. And the Ducks have been getting out to quick starts, and they've been wanting this revenge spot. So I love the Ducks in the first half, uh, minus four and a half. But you'd stay away from the minus nine and a half or the total in that one? I mean, the total to me, I think the over is pretty, like, it seems legitimate. It's why would you not take it? Because Oregon's, their team total is 38 and a half, 39 and a half. I think those are legitimate 40-piece spots for the Ducks. Like I said, they're going to be, they're going to lay it all on the line to beat Washington. And the Huskies, I believe it's a backdoor cover situation that scares me. I've been on Oregon twice when they have failed to cover this year, and it's been the backdoor cover that got me. Uh, specifically, the US, USC one was the previous one to happen. So I ruled with the Oregon Ducks first half last weekend. It was an easy cover. And the week before that, it was a lean of mine. So honestly, if I'm betting this game, I'm running it back. Oregon first half, I could see them up by at least six points. Love it. Over your right shoulder, I'm sealing a Steelers necklace, uh, if I'm not mistaken there. And uh, earlier in the show, we were talking about uh, the Steelers at 5-1 to one to win the AFC North. Is that a bet you like? No, I saw Aaron's uh, IG story as well last night. She had the good stuff show. last night, Vaughn. She had the good stuff. Yeah, Aaron, what, like, what is it? Is it like what you were on because I'm like whoa as a Steelers fan I mean whoa I wasn't even thinking that but I understand the logic I understand it because when you look at the schedule it's like Steelers have every advantage to be a one seed to win the AFC North to make people believers and I'm telling you right now this team is going to lose to Arizona or New England I hope they beat Arizona this weekend they will go out and lose to New England on Thursday night football which I'll be at the game and then uh, they have a couple games after that that, you know, the Colts game. That's such a trap game. Jonathan Taylor, like he could run out. Gardner Minshew, I like that matchup. Uh, he could, him and Josh Downs could easily have a great game against the Steelers secondary if they get some time. So it's just like the Steelers always fail to cover or win the games they're supposed to to subpar competition. They play mm-hmm. up to the better teams. That's been their MO in the entire Mike, Mike Tomlin era. Uh, and I'm not going to back off it. So as a diehard Steelers fan, I'm the most realistic human being you will meet in a lot of situations, including this one. Steelers are not winning the AFC North or being a one seed. They will likely be a seven seed or a six seed. Wow. I want to go to a Steelers game with you. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm crazy. I'm going to be, you know, like, I, I, I'm almost told you an embarrassing story. Actually, I'm going to tell you guys a story because I didn't get to tell it on Bet the Edge. So did you see T.J. Watt? Get that sack and his helmet came off on Thursday Night Football on Will, against Will Levis and the Titans. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was the most like crazy thing that's happened in a long time in that stadium that everybody got up and screamed, and I got up so fast. I had to turn and look at my friend because all I heard 
was my friend Fart. And he turned and looked at me and he said, TJ Watt just made me fart. And I said, that's what I'm talking about. That's Steelers football, baby. And that's one of the best moments of my life at a sporting event because I'm like, I was hyped. I'm like, I don't even blame you, bro. I don't blame you. How loud was it if you could hear him fart? He farted. Or how explosive oh, I mean, was it? It was like as you stand because we stood up like TJ. The rumble. He's going to get him. Yeah. The rumble action so, on the seat. Uh, you know, and I, I'm not going to lie because I looked at him thinking like, was that me? Do I have to check myself? And then, you know, because I'm as excited. So, right. Greatest moment, TJ Watt, defensive MVP. Book it. He loves guy. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> wow. True story. True story. I swear to God. I no, I believe you. I believe you. Well, on that note, <laughs> I don't know how you follow that. Juan Dozel, Sports Betting Analyst with NBC. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. This is Bank You All Daily you presented guys. by Ben MGM. Coming up next, we will dive into the NFL awards markets, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and so much more right here on the Bank You All Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Ed Egros, and Aaron. If you like to laugh, gain insight, and wager on sports, we've got you covered. Yeehaw! What are you doing? Does Kevin Stefanski have Riz? How much can I learn about how functional or dysfunctional this organization is? You just start betting and you bet Buffalo last night? I wouldn't blame you if you're done. It's you better you bet with the prop king himself, Nick Costos. The prop king descends down from thy royal throne, traipses us across thy royal purple velvety carpet over to thy royal balcony to gaze down upon you, the peasants. And your favorite handicappers, favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. I've become so much more interested in viewing teams only by their coaching staffs. We have fun previewing every game and cashing those tickets. I think we need to, like, celebrate betting on sports. There's no secret mystery behind any of this stuff. What did everyone just tweet? Number move there. It's awesome. Join the action on weekday afternoons from 3 to 7 Eastern. Watch on YouTube at Odyssey Sports or listen anytime on the go with the free Odyssey app. Check out BetQL Daily from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Joe Ostrowski, Eddie Gross, and Aaron Hawksworth bring you the perfect mix of sharp insight and wagertainment. Perfect example of why you need to follow the betting market. Do not be a prisoner of the last game. Plus 420, one of our favorite numbers on the show. Joe O is always hunting for value. Total dark, bro. 75 to 1. Way down the board. Ed is turning analytics into winning plays. He is struggling against zone coverages. Aaron the Hawk never holds back. The Patriots are cheating again and breaking rules. And nothing is off limits. I'm the real puck daddy. <laughs> the eggplant got me flustered. No. No. That's what she said. Get your morning dose of wagertainment with BetQL Daily. Presented by BetMGM. Weekdays from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. 
Saturdays just got a whole lot better with BetQL. It's Countdown 2 with DC's Grant Paulson. I mean, the Gardner Minshew story is fun, and the mustache is cute, and the tight pants are cool, and all that stuff. The line movement here actually makes sense. And Kansas City's Alex Gold. I had Jalen Hurts 10-1 to before the season started. I still feel pretty good about that. To me, we haven't seen the best of the Eagles or the best of Jalen Hurts yet. They get you set for all of the weekend sports betting action. And that's where I'm going to attack this game, Grant, is I actually like the over now that it's gone down. And they tell you how they really feel. They've never watched the NFL trade deadline before and seen that it's a big, fat, juicy nothing burger with some cheese, bacon, ketchup, and mustard. Countdown 2 is the Saturday football show you don't want to miss. 10 a.m. to noon Eastern on CBS Sports Radio. Watch on YouTube at Odyssey Sports or listen anytime on the go with the free Odyssey app. Presented by BetMGM. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Ed Egros, and Aaron Hawksworth, from BetQL. This will be the pedigree of championship teams. Hurts, Hurts to the end zone, and the Eagles have won it in overtime. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And now it's time to get back to futures, and we're looking at individual awards. And we'll start with the MVP. And Jalen Hurts, the favorite right now at BetMGM at plus 140, followed by Pat Mahomes at plus 350, Lamar Jackson at 5-1, to one, and then we get to Dak Prescott. There has been a big move on him. But, Joe, I guess the question is, has this move gone too far? Is there no longer hashtag value backing the Cowboys quarterback? No, it's so stupid. I mean, this is just <laughs> doesn't make any sense to me. Like, there's a six to one out there. Why? Why? So people just figured out, oh, Thanksgiving game. He's great. He's really good. He's great now. Four touchdowns, no interceptions against the worst secondary in football. That's good. That's a good job, Dak. But it doesn't mean, like, you, you keep dropping the odds. This doesn't make any sense to me. So at one, one book went from 15 to 1 before thir- last Thursday's game to 6 afterwards. Why? What? There's still two games back in the division. It doesn't make any – okay, so and but week before that 15, they were 30. The week before the 30, they were 45. I don't know. I just don't understand it. Yes, we've gone too far. Um but I guess it's part of the reason is there's no strong favorite. I think we all agree mm-hmm. that Hertz should be the favorite, and his team has one loss, and he had five touchdowns in a big game, maybe the probably the game of the year so far. You know, it was awesome. But and so he's a favorite, but he shouldn't be an odds-on favorite. He shouldn't be an even money favorite. And it's like we're waiting for Mahomes to have those crazy Mahomes games that we're we've been used to over the years that's not happening and also you know Lamar he's had a few duds they win but it was because of the ground game it wasn't because of him there's zero to esteem unless I'm missing right. it like I don't hear anybody talking about two anymore to to the point where he's going to get MVP votes so I guess that that's part of it like what's the hot name right now there isn't a hot name like we've kind of done the dance where, okay, it's this guy's week, now it's that guy's week. And outside of Hurts of late, it doesn't feel like there's one where people are coming together and being like, yep, that's our MVP. 
Stroud? <laughs> no. No, I'm just joking. The Dak stuff, I mean, maybe it's also the fact that the Cowboys are such a public team and, you know, they're on a winning streak. It, but my thing is, is it all Dak? I mean, I think you could make the argument that there's a lot of good players on that Cowboys team. I'm not sure Dak is the main reason that they are on this winning streak and seem to have, you know, found some success and turned things around. He's a big reason, though. And he's a big reason because of his connection with CeeDee Lamb that has been unbelievable. You know, Dak does get some responsibility when it comes to why CeeDee Lamb has been one of our picks for Offensive Player of the Year. And as far as I'm concerned, that is still very live. Just because, you know, he's going up against some defenses that are beatable. And the thing about Dak Prescott is when you look specifically at his numbers against man coverage, he may be the best quarterback in the NFL, specifically in those situations. And the defenses that he will be facing are very average when it comes to man coverage. The Lions, the Eagles are okay, not spectacular like the Niners are. Commanders are somehow good in this, but we know Dak can beat them. The Seahawks are very average in man coverage. If the strength overwhelms mediocre coverage for the Cowboys, then Dak will win games and get attention. So, Joe, I agree with you that there's not that one hot name. The favorites are still the favorites, and so those numbers are moving slightly. But there's really no one else who kind of keeps Dak at bay. Now, at the same time, I would agree, though, if we're looking at Dak seriously, it's just like the college football argument in terms of, like, someone being ranked seven or eight. Yeah, they need to win out, but they need help. I think for Dak Prescott to win the MVP, yeah, he might win out or come close to winning out, but he also needs help. And that help is Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. sputtering in some way, whether he's hurt, whether, e- whether the Eagles start to lose games, whatever that path might be, Dak can't do it by himself. He will need the Eagles to come back down to reality. If they do not do that, then it doesn't matter how well Dak is playing. Jalen Hurts is going to win this thing going away. Is that kind of how you're thinking, Joe, as far as like he Dak does need help? It can't just be about him playing really, really well. Yeah, and I don't. I don't, I don't ding him for that, for being on a great team with a terrific defense, with playmakers on defense, with playmakers on the outside. Mm-hmm. You need that help. Guess what? Jalen Hurts has help. I know he does a lot with the run game, with his legs and tush-push and all that, but there's a lot of teams that would love to have the receivers that he has or to have that offensive line, which is regarded as you know maybe the best in football, or to have that run game, that coaching staff. Everybody here get, has help. They all do whether it's coaches, whether it's players. I mean, Mahomes has help from the coaches, right? Like we can rip on the receivers. Mm-hmm. He has his help from, with the best tight end in the game. So I don't think you could really play that game. I know people like to with the unproven guys. People like to play that game with Tua. Like, oh, well, if this Purdy. guy had Tyreek. <laughs> like Brock Purdy. But it's everybody. I mean, of the top guys, the one that has the least amount of help is probably Lamar, I guess. Yeah, he also has a great sure. run game, but he has a great run game mm-hmm. too. And there's a great defense on the other side. So he didn't have to do as much, but yeah, that's, that's a tough, that's a tough one to play. Maybe that's why that's a tough game to play. That maybe that's why people were like jumping in on Stroud because where's all this Stroud help? Is everything point back to him? Seems like exactly. That's why I mentioned mm-hmm. his name. <laughs> Cause he's, he's never going to win it, the but... team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He, he has no chance of winning he it. Might but win yeah. it yet. He might win it next year. 
Now that's maybe now that's a good look. I I would like that one just because the receivers are there. They're young. They're awesome. And then you give them another year to develop. I I would definitely like that look. But as In far as uh, this year is concerned, what the number is and yeah, maybe you can get some right. value on them early. Sure. You hope it's not too short, but yeah, I mean, you know, I know I've mentioned the Brock Purdy MVP argument before. It's so funny though, when we're talking about help, like Purdy has a ton of help, but is it too much help? Like, can you have too much help? Like we don't necessarily make that argument for Mahomes, for instance. Now, part of it is like individual effort, but like how much is too much for someone to all, all of a sudden be disqualified from MVP consideration. Like Purdy is almost an uncharted waters as far as that's concerned, because his metrics are really, really good, but there's constantly the case made. The line is great. The receivers are great. Everybody's healthy. Coach might be the best play caller in the NFL. Like, you can explain it away very easily, but at some point is that doing the whole MVP voting process a disservice? You can say almost all the same stuff about Tua. Great offensive mind, Mm -hmm. the weapons, the run game, Mostert's your rushing touchdown leader, uh, at least going into Sunday. Tyreek was your receiving touchdown leader going into Sunday. I don't know if that's still the case, but yeah, no, I mean, you could do that forever. Bottom line, it's open. And I guess now Dak's in that short on the short list. I don't think he was there a couple weeks ago. I'd say he's there. He should be there. I think the number's too short, and I'm someone that has a preseason Dak ticket, and I think this number's too short because they have to win the division. And so if they're 7-1 to one to win the division, how do you make him 6-1 to one to be the MVP? <laughs> Just really bad line shopping. I think it's uh, at the end yeah. of the day, that's what we're looking at. How about we move on now to defensive player of the year? We've got Miles Garrett. Yeah, he's still the favorite at plus 150, but there is an injury concern there. We saw his arm in a sling uh, after Sunday's game. Micah Parsons, second short of sides at plus 175. Joe, do you like those two? Or does TJ Watt, as Von Dalzell said in the last segment, does TJ Watt make you fart? Selling a little? Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. <laughs> uh, no, he doesn't. Is that good? <laughs> My family would say it's bad. It's really bad. Stop doing that. But I, it, no, I mean, look, I guess what we heard yesterday was, was why this is back on the board. At the time of the show yesterday morning, this was not on the board. And now it's Miles Garrett as your favorite. Um, now, he's a co-favorite at some spots. So keep that in mind. But they said no structural, dam- structural damage to the shoulder, even though he's, the quote is, oh, he heard it pop. And people mm-hmm. were very worried. And that's why this was taken off the board. Um, as long as Garrett plays, I think he's going to, I think he's going to be the favorite. I would expect him to win. He, how's his defense play the rest of the way? Because his defense has other injuries. Like That's the big thing. Mm-hmm. To win this award, you need to be on an elite defense. Is Garrett still going to be on the best defense in football moving forward? Uh, that's, that's an interesting question. T.J. Watt, like the, they're def- they've had many defenses that are better than this one. Now, part of the reason is they've been missing Mika Fitzpatrick. Um, but they're in that playoff conversation, you know, is if Cleveland falls out of the playoff conversation, will that also trickle down and hurt Garrett? It might, even though that wouldn't be his fault, you know, depending on the games that he puts up, uh, they would fall out because they don't have a quarterback. They, they've already gone through a few of them. Maybe they're going to go through more with Joe Flacco. I don't know, but I, I, I would think that that would hurt his case and he would slip a little bit unless the numbers are astronomical. Yeah, I feel like the Miles Garrett injury is concerning. Like, I would need to know more. Um, not saying that we're endorsing, like, hey, bet him for defensive player of the year this morning. But I think it is a concern. And the fact that they could fall out of the playoff race as well, I, I definitely wouldn't bet it. I don't know if there's still that 7-1, to one, but it looks like it's, like, even money or plus 150, plus 160 across the board. So here's my question. And this is something that I've been wanting to ask you guys uh, because it's something I've noticed uh, when sort of digging through, uh, you know, advanced data here. Whenever I've made a defensive player of the year model, sacks 
is really predictive for who will win, but mm-hmm. sacks themselves are not predictive as to getting future sacks. Quarterback pressures are, and that's why I make such a big point about quarterback pressures because it's a big indicator for who will accrue those sacks later on in the season and maybe even next year. And what's fascinating to me is that Micah Parsons, he's not leading in sacks. In fact, he's two behind a a few guys, but he does lead in pressures specifically with quick pressures, meaning you're affecting the quarterback. You are getting in a space in less than two and a half seconds, which is really, really fun for a highlight reel. If you're putting that together in terms of making a defensive player of the year case. And so my, and so Joe, my question to you is this. So yes, Micah Parsons is trailing in the sacks department, but he has a ton more quick pressures than everyone else. Do you feel like that he can overcome the lack of sacks and maybe accrue just enough to become the favorite? In which case, is plus 175 offering just a little bit of value? You don't want to go nuts on it, but maybe there is a good argument to be made that Parsons will become the leader at season's end, especially when you consider that he gets another game against Sam Howell. Sack leader isn't always defensive player of the year winner. Um, Is there value at plus 175? Eh, because it's a three-player race right now, I would Mm -hmm. say it's priced about right. That as a co-favorite, basically with Garrett, that's priced about right. And TJ Watt also in that conversation. Now, eventually, yeah, you're right. Like maybe he has more sacks and then he ends up being the favorite. This, this is what I find most interesting about, and we talked about it with the NFC East, is this Cowboys thing. A lot of times in awards, we talk about the New York bump. What about the Cowboys bump? If they win the division, what happens? If they win the division... Are they the one? Maybe. I don't think they have to be the, the one. If they do, if they win the division, is Dak the MVP? <laughs> I think he is. If they I win agree. the divisions, is Parsons the defensive player of the year? Or is it Durant? I think Bland? he is. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. Bland. I don't think so. Do you, do you have a case? I do not. But I do wonder yeah. if, like, this pick six thing continues because – Quarterbacks are targeting him because he's the weak link. Like, it's not because he is the best defensive back and he's just able to make plays. No, they're targeting him because, you know, they like the one-on-one matchup and Bland is just making the most out of it. Like, there's a reason why he wasn't starting the year at his position. So I, I would offer the case no, but again, this exercise is more about predicting what the voters are going to do. Do I think the voters believe that Deron Bland is a great player? I mean, if these pick sixes continue, then I guess he will get more love. But I'd like to think the voters are smart enough to put Bland's accomplishments in context. Yeah, he was 100 to 1 a week ago. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think there's a lot of people that are watching him on Thanksgiving and they saw that stat uh, pop up about the pick sixes. Like, who's that guy? <laughs> and defensive yeah, player right. of the year it's it's a very short list it's a very short list of the best players in football on great defenses now bland would be on that but is you're telling me he's more valuable than micah parsons you're insane right right this is back to all daily presented by betmgm coming up next we look at defensive rookie of the year and coach of the year right here on the betql network
We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Ed Egros, and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Start your day with a daily tip presented by BetMGM. Featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Let's bring on BetQL's Lucy Burge. Have you been watching the Patriots games? Where do you think they go from here? Do you think it's Bailey Zappy time? Do you think Mac Jones is still going to be the guy moving forward? Or do you think this is just one big train wreck? The Patriots are in a free fall. They are, it's chaos, out of control, and they're unrecognizable as a team right now. So going forward, I would say by by Christmas Eve, Bill Belichick will still be the head coach, but the quarterback will not be Mac Jones. And I don't think it will be Bailey Zappi. I think it's Will Greer or somebody that they bring in. The Daily Tip, weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, on America's home for wagertainment, the BetQL Network, presented by the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Please gamble responsibly. Get locked into You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM, with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. What are you doing with your diet around the holidays? Okay, well, here's this piece of pecan pie. Like, I'm going to eat it because it's Thanksgiving. And then the day after on Black Friday, well, you know, these leftovers are here, and that's kind of the thing with Thanksgiving leftovers. And then it just spirals out of control until the new year. Are you planning on hashtag letting yourself go for the holidays this year? Because I've kind of already started. I got no shot. Kids got birthday parties every Saturday. You know they serve at birthday parties? Pizza every Saturday single time. So like on Thanksgiving, if you're like, oh, well, like I'm going to be really healthy, like up until dinner and you drive yourself crazy, like cool. Yeah. You might as well just submit. Like you might as well just enjoy yourself, especially if it's just those two days or Christmas Eve or whatever. Like I think everybody kind of goes through the same cycle. You better you bet three to 7 p.m. Eastern on America's home for wagertainment, the BetQL network presented by the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Please gamble responsibly. A winning Sunday starts with BetMGM Game Day. The reason why you never take the Steelers is because of the offense. The reason why you always take the Steelers is because of that defense. And this was a perfect game to showcase exactly why you take them. And they're at home. They're favorites, yes. But this was a really good situational spot for them. He was 50-1 to one last week. They go out to San Francisco take care of business game was never in doubt he goes down to 20 to 1 somewhere in that range if he wins tonight sunday night football he's gonna all right i'll say it he'll be top three in mvp that mgm game day with jason lockenfora pamela maldonado and joe ostrowski sunday morning 8 to 11 eastern on the betql network presented by the king of sportsbooks bet mgm please gamble responsibly This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Ed Egros, and Aaron Hawksworth, from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you as we get back to the player futures markets. And let's get to Defensive Rookie of the Year here because Jalen Carter is still a sizable favorite at minus 250, followed by Devin Witherspoon at 2-1. to 
But I'd like to make a case for Will Anderson because he is at 16 to 1 right now. And I know it's a case that we've kind of discussed uh, more than a couple of times on this program, but I also believe that his time is running out. And here's what I mean by that we still haven't seen that Will Anderson breakout game, right? Like we don't have that one individual performance where he took over and that was that. You knew who the best player was, et cetera, et cetera. The question is, are we ever going to see it? And if we do see it, will there be enough time for us to look at that and then sort of recalibrate defensive rookie of the year votes? Will Anderson needs to play against quarterbacks who take a ton of sacks really to have any chance to have that breakout game. And the only real high sack rate guy he will face is Russell Wilson. I suppose you could make the case that Will Levis is a higher sack guy, but he is also a rookie, so you don't exactly know if, say, he's going to look at that and have quick releases or something like that or, you know, fumble, whatever. My thing is this, and Joe, I want to know what you think. If we don't see a breakout game from Will Anderson this Sunday, I think this race will be over and Jalen Carter will win the award. What do you think? Feels like we're almost there, right? Uh, Witherspoon is has much shorter odds than Anderson, and I and he's two to one, and I don't think he has much of a chance. Carter has more sacks, right? Carter has more mm-hmm. hurries, and he's playing a position where it's much tougher to generate that sort of pressure. And right. he's on the 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 team that's viewed. I don't know that they're viewed as number one in football, but they they have the best record. So some are viewing him that way, and they have an awful secondary. So they've got to be strong where? Uh, up front. And they certainly are that. And, you know, both of them had the big reputation in the SEC as guys that had the potential to be game wreckers. And you need that coming in as a defensive rookie. And you need to be a very high draft pick. And both of these guys uh, fit that mold. But I, Carter's going to be really tough to beat. It's going to be really tough. Like just, And Carter's a much bigger market, more popular team, much better record. Everything, every narrative Texans related goes back to one person. It's not Will Anderson. I don't hear people talking about Will Anderson and people are voting on this award. And so are, could, could you win both offensive and defensive rookie of the year from the same team? Well, it happened last year. Are we, is it going to happen in back-to-back years? I, I, I would lean no, but, um, you know, if he deserves it, they, they'd be willing to give it to him. I just don't I don't hear any buzz about Will Anderson at that at at this point at least. Yeah, the the buzz on the Texans is all about the offense and CJ Stroud and I I don't think both sides are going to win these rookie awards respectively for the Texans. So, I'm with you Joe. It just seems like Jalen Carter's award to lose. It, it, it is running out of time, I think, is the way that I look at it. Like, if he can win it, it's got to happen this weekend. And to me, he's the only other legitimate candidate. Like, I, I, I don't really trust anybody else at this rate, especially not the numbers that we're getting. So I guess my case is, like, he's still in the running, but if he doesn't play well, and I mean really well, this weekend, then it's over, and Jalen Carter's going to win this thing. Let's move on now to Coach of the Year. And – Dan Campbell still the favorite at plus 160. D'Amico Ryans at plus 350. Joe, you mentioned uh, earlier in the show that you feel like Kevin O'Connell is pretty much out of this race. Completely agree with you there, even though he has shorter odds at 10 to 1. 
Uh, but Mike McDaniel in the mix. Nick Sirianni is in the mix. Who stands out to you here? Um, there, I think there are some that we can bump down is what stands out. Like there have been certain weeks where I've looked at, the, at these odds and said, they've got it right. Oh, that is just dead on. The order, the number, like it makes perfect sense. I can't sit here and say that this morning. Should Dan Campbell be as short as plus 140? Like, he's on his own <laughs> tier right now. He's on his own tier. Mm-hmm. And D'Amico Ryan's, his number, you could find him more than double that, should that be the case. And then Mike McDaniel's on another tier. So the, the gap between plus 140 for Campbell or plus 175 range to Mike McDaniel at plus 600, does that make sense? I don't think Sirianni's going to win. and He's your fourth favorite. They, the expectations were just way too high. He's doing a terrific job, yeah. but that's just not how you win this award. Uh, Sean Payton is the fifth favorite. Can he win it? 16 to one. He's getting all the credit Ooh. right now. He's getting all the and credit. There's still plenty of football. Yeah. But can they keep this up? Like That's the thing. How many turnovers are you going to need in the final third of the season for the Broncos to get into the playoffs? If they get in, if you believe that's going to happen, then maybe. Maybe. I would not bet on Sean Payton, even though this is a guy that I liked coming into the year because I just don't know how this keeps up. Um, bad quarterback play. Shane Steichen might be in the playoffs with a backup quarterback. And, and first-year guy, he's got to get some love. And Mike Tomlin talked about the easy schedule they're going to have for the next month. Maybe they're, they're in it at the end for the division. I fully expect them to be in the playoffs. Uh, Tomlin, there's a 20 to one at BetMGM. That shows value. And we've been talking about Tomlin for weeks with this award. So there are some names that I like down the board, like in that five, six, seven range, more than at the very top. Guys, Dink Campbell should not be favored like this. Yeah, I agree. I think the ones that stand out to me would be D'Amico Ryan's. Sean Payton and Mike Tomlin and those and Payton and Tomlin, as you pointed out, Joe, they, those are the ones you can get value on. I, I wouldn't be surprised if in a couple weeks they're at the top, the way these is there such are trending. Is there a, such a thing as a legacy award when it comes to coach of the year? Like, obviously you have to coach well, the, the one season that is uh, up for debate, but is there such thing as a legacy award here? Because Mike Tomlin is certainly deserving of something with the incredible career that he's had. Sean Payton in this new spot is certainly deserving of something when it comes to what he's done with the Saints. And obviously he's earned recognition there. But now that he's doing it in this new place, that also deserves some recognition of some kind. But I am curious when it comes to all these other hot names at the top of the board, is this an award where you can be comfortable making it about a legacy in addition to what happened in the here and now? Hmm. So Tomlin for legacy. Yeah. What you're getting at. It may not have been the best year for him uh, or the best year in general for all of the coaches involved, but I mean, he deserves this award at some point, right? Like I think it would be doing him a disservice that he hasn't won coach of the year at some point in his career. Maybe it's not this year, but, you know, does that make sense? Like, how does he not win it given all the great years that he's had and why he's had the job as long as he's had and why Pittsburgh 
you know, we, we've been talking about this point differential thing a good bit. Like, it's been this way under Tomlin for a long time, right? Like, this dates back to Big Ben winning all these fourth quarters. Like, this is nothing new. And time and time again, he still pulls through. Yeah. 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 No, I, man, I'm just trying to figure out how is this going to. So remember, this is one of those awards where it's not like the MVP used to be. And that, you know, it's worth bringing up. There's the top three. So which name, which names, we're talking about six and seven names, which ones is going to be on everybody's list? Because it doesn't necessarily mean that the one that gets the most first place votes is going to win. It's on points. So who's making everybody's top three? I don't know how Mike McDaniel avoids your top three. I don't know how he misses out on the top three, you know, and I know I've made this argument before, but it's not just the play of the dolphins where they're probably winning this division as sort of an underrated team in the AFC East. When we were talking about the bills and the jets, all of that, but also too, he's a funny guy. He's very charismatic. We're talking about him all the time. So he's sort of front of mind. I don't know how he drops out of a top three vote from just about anybody. And also, do they bake in, like, how bad the Dolphins were before McDaniel got there? Because I think so gives a lot of credit. Um, He's been getting more out of Tua and all of that. So, like, McDaniel, Tomlin, and would you put in Sean Payton or D'Amico Ryans? Those would probably be my top three if I had to pick. Man, what what are the Lions going to do moving forward? If their defense is playing like this giving up 38 to the Chargers, almost losing to the Bears, 26 to the Bears, 29 to the Packers. Now you're getting the Saints, a beat-up Saints team. They got nobody. If they put up points on you, he's just going to fade away. They're going to fade away. I don't think right. he's going to get a lot of credit. Like He would have been the guy that I would say is going to be in everybody's top three, but now I'm not so sure. Feels like D'Amico's going to be in everybody's top three. They're so mm-hmm. buzzy. And it's about exceeding expectations. Yeah. Uh, their next game, they're, they're going to have a chance to be the first team to go over the win total. So that's going to be there. Wouldn't surprise me if people pass on Sirianni. But, you know, man, I don't think everybody's going to have Sean Payton in there. Like some will give him first place votes, but I don't know that everybody's going to have him in there. It's, it's an interesting fair. debate. I think everybody will have Tomlin in there especially mm-hmm. since he's dealing with Kenny Pickett, makes a change in season. Nobody expected them to, to be in the mix at the end. They're, I think they're going to have a, a solid playoff spot. Maybe they, they're fighting for the division. Tomlin would still be the play. If I'm looking at betting on someone, and I've said this before when he was 25, at 20 right now at MGM, I still think that's value for Tomlin. Yeah, and also you brought up the point initially when we were talking about him, he's never won it before. So Never really gotten a vote. That's ridiculous. Is mind-blowing that it's almost like, mm-hmm. okay, he deserves it. Like, right. how does he not win it this year? Yeah. And that that's an easy hashtag narrative to make, right? Like, how is mm-hmm. this guy who, I mean, you can't tell the story of the NFL over the last couple decades without mentioning Mike Tomlin, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that matters a great deal. Like, I get other names are buzzy, and I know voters want to pick Aaron's boyfriend and have that in their top three, but Mike Tomlin matters a great deal here. Like, you can't just ignore him. This is Becky Wall Daily, presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Brad Powers joins us with all of his college football championship week bets. That's right here on the Becky Network.
We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Ed Egros, and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus